0: Hey guys, what's up, it's Raven, fun facts. In high school, I had an unhealthy obsession with the rapper known as Lil Wayne, to the point where I even wrote letters to him when he was in prison. On another note, today we're gonna be talking about the downside of being an influencer, the negative side of being a content creator, the cons that go with the pros, of being on social media full-time. If you did not know, I am a full-time content creator. I am an influencer, whatever you wanna call it. And I have been doing it full-time for about eight years, ever since about 2014, 2015 is when I really started doing it seriously full-time. No other part-time job, no other nine to five, just doing influencing full-time since about 2014. But even before that, leading all the way back to 2008, eight, I was still creating content on social media, either as a hobby or as kind of a part-time gig. So all in all, I've been doing this since 2008, but I've been doing it super seriously for the past eight years. And let me just start off by saying that this is my dream job. I didn't know at first that it was my dream job. It's not like when I was five years old, I was saying, I wanna be an influencer because when I was five years old, there was no such thing as an influencer. I am kind of one of the OGs in the sense that as I became an influencer, influencing was just barely becoming a thing in and of itself. So it wasn't something that I always aspired to be just for that reason. But once I realized that it was a possibility, once I kind of was already in it, I realized that it was my dream job. It was just a really awesome opportunity. It was a perfect combination of all the things that I was passionate about, the things that I liked to do, the things that I was good at. And it was just really cool to me that I could make my living doing social media. So just want to start off by saying that there are a lot of pros to being an influencer, some of which are very obvious, some of which you guys can easily see just by looking at me. Um, And I feel like I talk about them a lot. And I try to explain how grateful I am and how awesome this is and how thankful I am for all of you guys who have supported me and uh, gotten me to this point by giving me a following so that I have a platform, so that I can even be an influencer in the first place. Obviously, like there's a lot of positives to it, but the purpose of this episode is to talk about the negatives. I asked you guys if you wanted to hear it. I basically asked you guys for permission to just get on here and be a negative Nancy, get on here and rant and be grumpy and be negative for the whole entire podcast. So if you don't wanna hear that, If you feel like you're gonna get annoyed, if you feel like this is going to serve no purpose for you, I totally understand that. I don't blame you. This is not gonna be the episode for you. But for those of you who requested this and who voted in the poll and said you did want to hear this I'm literally just gonna I'm just gonna let it all hang out from this point on I'm not making any more Justifications. I'm not making any more disclaimers. I'm not gonna try and say well, but you know But I don't want to sound too, you know I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because you know, I'm not gonna say all that I'm just gonna say how I feel and I'm going to assume that you guys know that I'm grateful Above it all. I'm gonna assume that you guys can understand that I can have these negative feelings while also being grateful at the same time. Okay, pinky swear? Okay, here we go. Jumping right in. I literally took notes on my iPad down here, kind of made a little list of kind of like my top things that I think suck about being an influencer. (laughs) I also wanna give a quick little shout out to Emma Chamberlain. Um, she is a very popular YouTuber. If you don't know, um, if you don't know her, I'm going to guess it's because she's a little bit outside of. My and therefore our demographic, but I really like her. I think there's something about her that's just very endearing and cute and cool and funny and interesting. And I've always liked her ever since I first discovered her way back in the day when she was a literal child. Um, and she has a podcast, and she recently did an episode. Um, I think it's called like the Truth About Being Self Employed, and she talked a lot about being self employed, being your own boss as an influencer, and the negative side of that. Um, and And her podcast definitely inspired this podcast. So if you want kind of a different perspective on that, I would recommend checking out Emma Chamberlain's podcast. It's called Anything Goes. And I listen to it all the time. So if you like what I like, you might like it. But jumping right into my list, we're going to start off with some of the more obvious things that you guys probably already have heard other influencers complain about. First things first is with being an influencer, doing social media full time, posting yourself on the internet basically every day. The first negative thing that comes with that is just the simple fact that you are posting yourself, your life, your business, your face, whatever it is on the internet for literally anyone to see it and judge it and say something about it and have an opinion on it. It is a very unprecedented a very new way of being judged that the human race is literally not equipped to handle the human brain it has not developed like i literally saw like a scientific study on this the human brain can't fully understand the concept of being judged by so many people at once. Because normally, you know, before social media, and we got to remember, social media is relatively new. Yes, it has been out for, how long has social media technically been out for? At least 20 years. Well, no, not 20 years, because I'm 28. When did social media really technically come out? maybe about 20 years, I don't know. But still, in the grand scheme of things, it's very, it's still very new. Um, And having so many followers is a very new thing. Um, It's kind of just with my generation, the generations before me did not experience this. Um, And so the human brain, the human race, our species is not used to the concept of being judged by so many people. Normally, you're only being judged by the people who are in your life, like your family, your friends, your classmates, the people who go to your church, the people at your grocery store, you know, the actual real people around you, which can only be so many people. You know what I mean? Maybe a couple, maybe if you're a social butterfly and you go to a lot of places, maybe it's a couple hundred people total that you interact with throughout your life that have the opportunity to judge you and say things to you maybe a couple hundred people. For most people it's probably even less than that. When you think about it, like think about it, how many people do you actually interact with in real life, face to face these days? It's mainly your family and your friends and it's not that many people. Compare that to being an influencer and having a million, two million, ten million, 10 million, sometimes followers, <laughs> getting two million, three million, ten million 10 million views on something, getting 50,000, 40,000, 60,000 comments on something and taking that in, taking in that judgment, taking in those opinions, feeling that feeling of having that many people looking at you. It's not normal and it's a new phenomenon and it's something that our brain literally has not even had time to adapt to. So just that alone is very scary, very um, can be very problematic, can be very, very detrimental for your mental health for obvious reasons, just the sheer number of people. Then you start looking into what are those people saying specifically? And people say the most unhinged things when they're hiding behind a keyboard and a computer screen. People act so different through the internet compared to how they would act if they were talking to you face-to-face. How many face-to-face interactions have you really had where people was just talking to you crazy? It happens, don't get me wrong, it happens, but it's rare. Compared to online, And if you're an influencer and you have this many people, you're very likely to have somebody saying something crazy to you literally every single day, multiple times a day. Again, that's a lot for the human brain to take in and it's not normal and we're just not built for that. Human beings are just not built for that. So as much as influencers try to say, oh, it doesn't bother me, I don't let it get to me, I don't care about the comments, it's just the internet, I don't care, you're lying (laughs) because studies show experts say, it does have an effect on you. And it's something that we need to be really careful about because we don't, because it's so new, we don't even really know the full effects that it's having on us. Um, and so it's just, you know, like I said, obviously comments and messages that I receive on a daily basis, multiple times a day, not only are they talking about me, but they're talking about my daughter, the rest of my family, they're talking about my friends, anybody that I post on my platform along with me, they are gonna talk about them. They're gonna talk about my house. They're gonna talk about every decision that that I make every outfit that I wear they're gonna talk about my eyelash my eyebrow my nostril they're gonna talk about everything all the time and it's just a lot to take in and then you have people who take it to extremes who go from just being an opinionated viewer to now you're just a troll you're a flat-out hater you're a psychopath you know what I mean you're a stalker um actually having real stalkers, having people who take it to extremes of trying to harm you in real life, trying to track you down, trying to just you know take it to that next level. It's one thing to leave a mean comment. It's another thing to try and find my address, come to my house, vandalize my stuff. Shit gets crazy. Shit really gets crazy because people are crazy. And when you're reaching all kinds of people all over the world, you never know who you're reaching. You're not just talking to your girlfriends. You're not just talking to, you know, normal people from your school. You're not just talking to normal people from your church. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who's following you. You don't know who is coming across your content and deciding that they hate you. You literally don't know. It could be anyone. It could be anyone and that's very um disheartening. Plus, when you're reaching that many people, you're reaching all demographics of people. You re- like I I notice in my own comments sometimes i reach a much older audience and they have a lot to say because they're just like you darn kids you young people let me tell you let me tell you something because i'm older than you and i just don't agree and then sometimes i reach really young people who are just really young and immature literal 12 year old kids who are just talking crazy because they're kids and that's super annoying so beyond that beyond just the everyday nonsense that people are spewing towards me that I have to deal with, you have to deal with the next level of it, which is cancel culture. Cancel culture, the buzzword of the past few years, um, and I've definitely experienced it. I've seen it with countless other influencers. It's like, you're not a real influencer if you haven't been canceled before, apparently. Um, And I think that cancel culture, you have to be careful when you're talking about it because there are certain times when um, something is being labeled as like toxic cancel culture. And it's really not, it's really just like, hey, that person needed to be called out for something. They got called out, they got caught doing something and now people don't like them anymore. It is what it is like that needed to happen. It was valid. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, It's good that it happened. But then there's also what I think of as toxic cancel culture, which is when you just kind of go digging for anything you can find on an influencer and you're you're the purpose is I'm going to find something. I don't care how old it is, how irrelevant it is, how you know, how much they've changed since then. like I don't care. I'm gonna just find something that they said or that they did or that they posted when they were twelve. and I'm gonna bring it up because I don't like the fact that this person is successful. I don't like this person. I think a lot of times it's it literally stems from jealousy. Um, and again, I'm not talking about real valid, things that actually needed to be called out I'm talking about I've seen so much stupid shit like brought up about people where it's very clear that like you were just looking for any reason to bring this person down like you it's it to me it seems like jealousy it seems like I just don't want you to be successful because I don't like you so I'm gonna start this big tornado around you to try to bring you down um it doesn't matter how good of a person you are right now it doesn't matter that like you haven't done or said anything problematic in years i'm gonna bring up something from your past and make you face it and and blow it up into something and i think that's really stupid because it's like if you take any random person off the street who's not an influencer they're gonna have some, some fucked up shit in their past. If you take any random person off the street, if I take any, any of you, any of you who are listening to this right now, and I had access to like almost everything you ever said or did, and I was able to look into your past, and it was documented, there was text, there was screenshots, there was photos of your whole past, and I could just Google it and bring up your whole past all your secrets, all your everything. If I just type in your name and bring up your whole file, if I was able to do that, which you're not able to do that with most people because most people are not influencers, therefore they don't have those types of things on the internet. But if I was able to do that for you, I. I guarantee you, I would find some fucked up shit. I, I guarantee you have said something problematic. You have done something problematic. You've done something mean you have hurt someone. You have bullied someone. There's been someone in your life that you didn't like. So you said something to them or they did something to you and you fired back, whatever the case may be, I guarantee you've made a mistake in your life or not even a mistake, but like you used to be a little shit. You used to be a little brat. You used to be a bully for one reason or another. You were dealing with something. You were struggling with something, whatever the case may be. I guarantee. I can find something, something bad about you. And even if it's a small thing because you are a little angel, I can still find something small and I can still exaggerate it, Photoshop it, flip it and reverse it and post it to the world and and tell a story to make them hate you. You can do that for anyone. People love to act like, well, I never did that. Well, I don't, I've never done that. I don't care how young you were. I don't care this. I don't care that. Me personally, I've never done that. I'm a perfect angel. So I don't understand why you, no, shut the hell up. <laughs> shut the hell up. Give me, give me your file. Give me your file then. Give me your phone. Give me your Apple ID. Give me your Apple ID so I can look through every single text that you've ever sent. okay. Okay, yeah, shut the hell up. That's the part that I don't like about it because it's like, if you look at it through the guise of we're all human, it's not fair. It's not fair because you're highlighting something that someone did, but like, again, what about you? What about you? And the thing is, influencers are normal people. We're not politicians. We're not like world leaders. We're not trained to be public figures. Yes, we are public figures, but we're not trained professional pup. We're just normal people who have cameras. (laughs) We're normal people with vlog cameras. We're normal people with phones who post ourselves. We're literally just like you. Influencers, we're just like you. (laughs) So we're not, why would you expect to go digging in our past from before we were even influencers even half the time and find a perfect track record. I'm a, I was a teenager. I was a little shit back then, just like most teenagers were. You're gonna find something bad. You just are. That doesn't mean that it's okay. That doesn't mean that um, I shouldn't have to apologize or I shouldn't have to change or I shouldn't have to face it or deal with it. But that's part of growing up. Me personally, I think it's part of growing up. I think the problem is when you don't grow up. I think the problem is when you make mistakes in your past and you just keep making them because then it's not a mistake. It's a habit. It's a personality trait. When something becomes a clear personality trait, a habit, you're well into your adulthood and you're still doing it time and time again. You're still making this part of your personality. You've done it multiple times. You've hurt multiple people. You continue to hurt people. You continue to cause drama as an influencer, you have this platform and you're spewing hate and you're, spew- you're continuing to do it and make it part of who you are, then you need to be canceled because it's like, you're doing this on purpose and it's your goal to do this. So yes, we need to shut you down. But if it's just something from your past and you have clearly grown and changed and you're not that person anymore and you're not doing those things anymore, we can talk about it, we can discuss it, I can tell you about it, I can apologize for it, we can have that moment and we can move on. That's just my thoughts on it. Have the moment. It's okay to have the moment. It's okay to bring it up, have the moment, call them out. But isn't the goal always to move on because you don't want them to keep being that person. You don't want them to keep doing those things. You want them to change and be better and move on. But a lot of times it's like the audience does not give you any room to move on. The audience doesn't ever take anything for an answer other than kill yourself basically <laughs> that's the that's the toxic part of cancel culture when it seems like so y'all will only be happy if you never hear from me again never see me again essentially if i kill myself then y'all will be happy. Because if I keep on posting videos, if I say, hey guys, I apologize, I've changed, I'm different now, so I'm gonna keep posting videos that are positive and helpful, You know, keep on going with my content. If I keep going with my content, y'all don't like that because it's like, we hate you, shut the hell up. Remember what you did 30 years ago? Okay, so y'all don't want me to do anything anymore. You want me to disintegrate. You want me to disappear off the faces. You want me to be unemployed. You want me to just revert back and, and stop what I'm doing and just go work at some like move to a different state and work at McDonald's, what do you actually want me to do? You don't want me to move forward. You don't. Because when I try to move forward, you shut me down. So what do you want me to do? Kill myself? And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people literally say that to influencers, like you should kill yourself. That's the part that I don't agree with. Anywho, can you tell i've been holding that in for a while it's perfectly fine and valid to be called out but my problem is with the second half okay so what do you want me to do now what what is it going to be expected of me in the future what are you going to let me do afterwards that's the part that for me tends to go left and doesn't make any sense and for me personally i was like well I'm not going to be shut down. Y'all are not going to make me change my name, move to another state and work at McDonald's. That's what's not going to happen. So that's that's why that's not happening. Anywho, cancel culture. That's one of the negative sides of being an influencer. Moving on. Another thing that's annoying is the entitlement of the people who consume my content. <sighs> Sometimes I feel like, I already share so much. I already put so much of myself out here on this internet for y'all's entertainment, and it's never enough. It's never enough. There's always just this unabashed, unapologetically asking for more. Like no boundaries, no politeness, just, just, asking really inappropriate questions all the time, digging deeper into your personal life all the time. If I say I don't wanna share something, you say, oh, that's fine, I'm gonna go find it myself. I'm gonna go searching through your personal records (laughs) so that I can find that thing that you said you didn't wanna talk about. And people literally do that more than you would think. You know, if I say I don't wanna talk about something, I don't care, I'm gonna ask you 27 more times. Why would you do that? If I say I'm not comfortable with something, that's too bad, you're being too sensitive, it's your job to share any and everything that we ask you. (laughs) Like that is literally the attitude of so many people who Engage with influencers. It's like, it's your job. Well, you signed up for this job. So, therefore, we should have full access to any and everything we want to have access to. And if you didn't want us to ask for that as access, if you didn't want us to be curious about these things, if you didn't want us to dig into your private life, you should have never started to be an influencer in the first place. Why would you be starting off, you know, making makeup videos if you didn't eventually want people to ask you if you're pregnant every single day that's your fault (laughs) okay okay right you see how when I say that out loud that makes no damn sense you see how just because I want to share certain parts of my life that doesn't mean that I have to share everything that doesn't mean that I have to answer questions and that doesn't mean I have to be okay with you being inappropriate and prying into my life and being offensive you know what I mean some of the things that people say or ask me are very offensive Especially, you know, the biggest example is asking female influencers. Why did I say female? (laughs) I hate that word. Asking um, women if they're pregnant. When are you going to get pregnant? Are you pregnant? You look pregnant. Don't say that. You would not say that to some random person on the street. You look pregnant. Are you pregnant? You would see somebody. So you're telling me you would see somebody that you don't really know. Maybe you've seen them before, but you've never spoken to them. They're not your friend. Y'all are not friends. I don't know you, maybe you know me, but I don't know you. You would see somebody in person in the grocery store and you would say that to them. No, you wouldn't. And if you would, there's something wrong with you. So anything that falls into that category, anything that you would not say to my face or ask me to my face in the middle of the grocery store, you should not be asking me in the middle of my comment section. You know what I mean? That's embarrassing, that's offensive. You're prying into my personal life. If I wanna share something, I'm gonna share it. If I want y'all to ask me questions, I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put a little thing in my Instagram story that says, ask me questions. <laughs> if I didn't ask you to ask me, that means I don't want you to ask me. You know what I mean? Why are you coming out of left field trying to be all up in my ovaries and whatnot? And it's not just about pregnancy. It's about so many other things that people just get way too comfortable. In. it's like, girl, I do not know you. You feel like you know me and you don't, first of all, but I definitely don't know you. Sally underscore three, six, four. I don't know you. What are, uh, back up a little bit. That's what it feels like. Back up a little bit. Imagine how uncomfortable that would be if I was literally out in public and people that I don't know were coming up to me, surrounding me, getting close to me, asking me a whole bunch of personal questions. It doesn't matter if I already shared something personal. That was my limit. I shared what I wanted to share because that was my limit. Don't cross that limit. Wait, wait. If you think there's going to be a part 2, if there's something else you want to know, you're going to have to wait and see if I decide to share it on my own. Wait and see. Wait and see. Maybe I will share more, maybe I won't. That's up to me. Be polite and wait and see. Otherwise, maybe sometimes I will ask you for requests, but if I'm not asking for requests, don't do that. Don't do that. Um and then another kind of like very um well-known downside to being an influencer is just the lack of privacy in general and how that plays into safety concerns um, and just having to think twice about almost everything that you do and how it kind of just spills out of being on the internet and spills into this is a real life issue. You know what I mean? Yes, people always say social media is fake, like everything's on the internet, it's not real, whatever, but like there's a lot of ways in which things that go on on social media spill into real life in really scary ways. Um, And it's just kind of like when you're an influencer, depending on how many followers you have and stuff like that, it's kind of like being a, a baby celebrity. It's like being a diet, I call it diet famous, you know what I mean? So think about all the things that celebrities have to deal with as far as security and privacy and um, having to do a lot of extra when it comes to that. A lot of influencers, even myself, and I'm not a mega influencer, even just where I'm at with influencing, I have to have extra security. I have to be extra careful um, about where I live and how I live and with my daughter and my daughter going to school and just like, Everything, everything, anything you could think of, I have to think about it differently than you do um, if you're not an influencer, if you're not in the public eye. And that's just because people are crazy. You know what I mean? If I have an online troll, an online hater who wants to bring it into real life, you gotta be prepared for that. Um, also, it's just like, if if I go on vacation Uh, it's not really smart for me to post in real time. Hey guys, just landed in Hawaii because what does that mean? That tells people my house is empty back home. And that's something just for regular people, a tip for anyone at home, be careful about what you're posting because you've got to think about the clues that you're giving to the bad guys back at home, but even more so for influencers. Um, I have to worry about people trying to break into my house and whatnot, or even just like creepy people who just, they're not trying to break into my house and they may not be trying to hurt me or rob me or kidnap me, but they are just creepy and they just want to see my house. They just want to see me. They just want to invade my privacy. So like wondering, If I see a car driving past my house and they're driving really slow and looking out the window, that's scary. What are you doing? You know what I mean? When I'm out in public and things like that happen, it's like, I don't know if you're a fan or a freak. You never know until it's too late. And that's very uncomfortable, especially as a single mom. Of a five year old daughter. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's just me and Zaya. And you just honestly, you know, knock on wood, but you just never know what can happen with stuff like that. Um, and that's a daily thing, a daily thing. No matter where I'm at, what I'm doing, that's something I have to think about daily. And even when it comes to um, like making new friends, it can be really hard to trust people because. Once again, you don't know, like I've had so many, not so many, but a good amount of people reach out to me who say like, hey, I'm a follower, I'm a subscriber, but I live in your area, I would love to link up, I would love to become real life friends. As much as I wanna believe that all of y'all are cool and there's nothing, no ill intentions or nothing unsafe about that, as much as I would love to just be like, yeah, let's all link up, let's all become friends, like, yeah, go from subscriber to bestie, that's dangerous cuz I don't know like sometimes people are really creepy and deranged and unhinged and like they could be obsessed with you and they could have bad intentions and they could just be trying to like get into your personal life for the wrong reasons they could be trying to trying to just get get in with you so that they can rob you later like you never know what people off the internet are really trying to do um, especially when you are in the public eye like that, especially when you're an influencer, especially when, you know, for me, it's also just a, not just being a well-known person like that, but also the fact that it's known that I make a certain amount of money. You know what I mean? That makes me more of a target as far as people trying to use me or take advantage of me or like I said, literally rob me or whatever they might be trying to do because they know that I have nice things. They know that I have money. They know that I have whatever You know what I mean? Um, That just gives people even more of a reason to want to have ill intentions towards me. So I can't trust a random stranger off the internet saying that they wanna meet up with me and become friends. Um, Now I have done it. I have done it a couple of times and I have made my friend Sadie, If y'all follow me like on Instagram and YouTube and stuff, like I've posted my friend Sadie before and she has become one of my best, best friends. And she technically originally started off as a subscriber um, that I basically met in that kind of way. Like, hey girl, I watch your videos. I think you're super cool. We have a lot in common. Let's be friends type of thing. And I did it and it ended up working out. Um, But a lot of times I just don't even allow myself to you know, do that at all because it's scary and I feel like I can't trust people. Moving out of kind of the those kind of more predictable things, some little things that are annoying about being an influencer is just the simple fact of like, you never know who's watching in real life. Like if I wanna go to the grocery store, go to Walmart, go to Target, looking crusty, just looking crazy. Like I just need to run to the store and I look ridiculous, hair is a mess, you know, whatever. I'm in my pajamas, I'm trying to run to Walmart real quick. You never know if you're gonna run into a subscriber. Now, I feel like I've built up a good you know, relationship and reputation with you guys where y'all almost expect me to look crusty. So it's not as embarrassing, but it's still embarrassing. Nobody wants to be caught looking crusty when you're making a first impression, meeting somebody for the first time. Um, and that has happened to me a bunch of times. Like I'm just trying to run, I'm just trying to get in and get out, but someone stops me and it's like, hey, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then they all, of course they want to take a picture. <laughs> they want to take a picture. And I, ne- I have never in my life told somebody, no, we can't take a picture because I'm not going to do that to you. But there's so many pictures <laughs> pictures of me floating around the internet of me just looking busted and disgusted, broke down and dirty because I was caught off guard. Um, And then also too, situations where it's like, I'm just trying to live my life. Now I'm not, I'm not a freaking celebrity. So it doesn't happen that much. I'm not just getting stopped left and right. There's a line of people crowding me trying to take pictures. Like that doesn't happen. Usually it's just like one or two here and there. If I go have lunch at a popular restaurant, there's maybe like one person who comes up to me. If I go to the mall, there might be two or three people that come up to me. Um, so it's not like overwhelming amounts of people, but sometimes I think the downside can be when I'm just trying to live my life and maybe I'm with my friends and I'm trying to just enjoy my time with my friends. There are certain times where people kind of overstay their welcome and they just want to talk to me for a super long time and tell me their whole life story and ask me a bunch of questions and it's like, I'm at dinner with my friend. <laughs> I'm trying to have a conversation with my friend, but now I've just spent the past 45 minutes talking to you. And then you kind of just took up my whole dinner with my friend. And it's just like, mm-hmm. This is not really what I came out here to do, especially when it feels like I'm taking time away from the person I'm supposed to be spending time with. That has happened to me a couple of times and it just makes me feel bad for my friend that I'm with because they're just sitting there awkwardly the whole time like, okay, I guess I'll just eat my food. Like since you are stealing my friend away, you know what I mean? That can be kind of, annoying and sometimes fans can even be kind of going back to the whole creepy thing like you don't know if they're a fan or a freak I've had experiences in real life where it's like I thought you were a fan I thought this was going to be a cool interaction and it wasn't for one reason or another you made me feel very uncomfortable um that has happened to me a couple of times where somebody has come up to me recognized me and made me feel very uncomfortable so That's always something I got to watch out for. And of course, I would rather not have to watch out for that. But it just comes with the territory. Um, Another thing, kind of shifting gears to a different topic, working with brands, getting brand deals, getting sponsors, um, you know, hashtag ad, you know, partnering with these companies and reviewing their products and doing this, you know, sponsored content. That is how I make most of my money. There being an influencer, it has multiple streams of income. There's multiple ways that I make money. It's not just one check, but one of the main ways that I make my money is through partnering with brands and doing sponsored content. However, these brands usually are not that great to work with. I'm just there now. There's some that are really, really great to work with and some are better than others. It's a sliding scale, but a lot of times, like I've just had so many experiences where these brands are just a bitch to work with. Like, I'm sorry, and I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna name names. But some of these brands, it's like, they don't have their shit together. They don't even know what they want you to do for the content. Then you make some content and they're like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, just kidding. It's not fine. Can you redo the whole thing by tomorrow? Like they make ridiculous last minute requests. They're just super like unorganized. Like they're making my life very hard because I'm at their mercy and I have to do what they say and I'm under contract with them. And if I want to get paid, I have to do what they say for the most part. And A lot of times, like I said, it could just be such a headache trying to work with these brands. And then, you know, you have brands that are like, you know, there's brands out there that are kind of like a little bit problematic, a little bit racist. Maybe I feel some type of way working with certain brands because I'm like, are you treating me like this because I'm black? Because it looks like with the other white girl influencers, it was a little bit different. I've had experiences like that. Um, Just overall, like, it's not it's not easy that's that's the hard part about being an influencer because with everything else it's like you are your own boss, you make the rules, you make the decisions. but when you are partnering with brands, they are the boss and they have very convoluted ways of doing things. Um, and also another like hard part about working with brands is that I've found it kind of hard to find a balance between wanting to. Work with these brands, you know what I mean? Again, this is how I make most of my money, but then feeling like they're asking me to do s- such specific hashtag add things and they want me to say the specific thing and like I have to do it like this and it's so cringy and it's so like commercial and it's such just like blatantly sponsored like if I had my way I wouldn't do it like this I wouldn't say the lines like this I wouldn't show the product like this I would make it much more chill laid back cool natural whatever like if I was allowed to do it my way y'all would probably enjoy it a lot more as the viewer, but because I have to do it their way by contract, it's like, I'm really not excited about posting this content because I know that my viewers are not necessarily going to enjoy it. They're gonna look at it like it's a commercial and they're gonna skip it. They're gonna just not be engaged with it because it's just like, this is a commercial. And so- I struggle with sometimes like not even wanting to do the brand deal because it's like, Oh, I just don't, I don't want my, I don't want to just basically post this commercial that my viewers are not going to like, but if I don't do it, I don't get paid. You know what I mean? I can't just turn down every single brand deal because that's how I make most of my money. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Maybe that sounds a little bit like, I don't know how that sounds, but it's like, I have to make a living so I can only be so picky. Yes, I'm picky, I'm picky with who I work with. There are so many brands that I refuse to work with, so many campaigns that I refuse to be a part of, and I just turn it down. Like, I don't care. You're offering me thousands of, thousands of dollars, but I'm just not gonna do it. But I can't just say no to every single thing just because they have rules and regulations. Every single brand has rules and regulations, some more than others, but every single brand has some type of rule and regulation and every single brand deal is gonna somewhat come off as kind of commercially. So I can't just say no to every single one, otherwise I wouldn't make any money. So. It's just kind of that balance between like, I need to do this because this is my job and this is what's required of me as part of my job. But I don't really want to do it because I know that my viewers don't like it and it could be a headache. And then it really sucks when I post something and people complain in the comments like, ah, this is sponsored. This is just a commercial. This is clearly fake. You're such a sellout. You're this, you're that. Like people have so much to say about sponsored content. And it's like, Girl, I know, but just go along with it. Come on now, help a sister out. Like, yes, it's an ad. Yes, it's sponsored. It says that, hashtag ad. That's the first thing it says in the caption. Yes, obviously they gave me a script of things that I had to say. Obviously this is not my the normal way that I talk, but I was required to say these lines. Just go along with it, please. Can y'all just pretend? <laughs> Can y'all just hit like? leave some hard eyes and move on. Come on, help me out. Like I need this post to perform well so that this brand will wanna, you know what I mean? So it just kind of sucks to already go into it knowing like, oh, they're not gonna like this. And then boom, like people are leaving mean comments. But I will say uh, recently, I've noticed specifically my followers, like y'all have been really good about just going along with it, you know what I mean? And actually being very supportive on my sponsored content. I still get those negative comments here and there, but that's something that I kind of like tend to beat myself up about because it just feels like, I don't want to feel like a sellout. I don't want to feel like I'm posting content that y'all don't like, but I need to do it to make money. It's it's plain and simple. I need to do it to make, if I was not doing brand deals, I would not, that would be, I'm gonna throw out a number 70%. If not more of my income just gone. So that's not going to work. Another thing is that being your own boss is difficult. And this is what I was saying in the beginning, Emma Chamberlain was talking about. Her whole podcast dives into this. Um, Again, I highly recommend that you listen to her podcast, but being your own boss is really difficult. It's really difficult to keep yourself motivated to, you don't have anyone above you really, like telling you, inspiring you, motivating you, giving you the instructions, giving you the guidelines on how to get up and do your job. You are the boss. You are at the top. It's, It's your job to tell other people below you to get up and do their job. So you have to force yourself up every day to be consistent, to be motivated, to get shit done, especially when you're like me and you have people quote unquote below you. You have um, people who work for you. You have a team under you who relies on me. So if I don't get up, if I don't do my job, if I don't do my part, they don't have a job. And that has been something that um, more recently has become an issue because I have more and more people under me who rely on me. I'm paying them. You know what I mean? I am not just not saying this in a cocky way, but I am the reason for their paycheck. Without me, they're not going to get that paycheck because it is a percentage of what I make. So if I'm being lazy, or if I'm not inspired, or if I'm not motivated, or if I'm going through something, whatever it is, if I drop the ball, there's 10, 12 people under me who are going to kind of suffer because of that. And that's a lot of pressure. I mean, it's a lot of pressure in the first place to just show up in the first place and be your own boss. But it's a lot of pressure, especially when you have people underneath you. Um, And it's just, it can be really draining to be the creative, You know what I mean? I'm the creator, I'm the creator. All the ideas pretty much have to come from me. Everything starts with me. I'm the brain power behind this operation. Now, I don't want to negate the fact that I do have help. I do have now team members who help brainstorm, help come up with ideas, help me plan things so I don't have to 100% do it by myself. But at the end of the day, it's still boy- I'm the creator. I'm the face of the brand. It's Raven Elise TV. Um, and for a long time, I didn't even have anybody helping me. So that can be really mentally exhausting to have to come up be the one to come up with everything in the first place because with a lot of other types of jobs you're not the one coming up with the whole brand the whole content the whole product the whole everything somebody else is kind of coming up with the ideas and you're kind of just helping them bring the idea to life so you are kind of given a set of tasks you're given a set of instructions, and. It's just your job to be a team player and help the bigger picture come to life. So you don't have to do as much um, brainstorming and and making things from scratch. That's kind of the exhausting part is when you're the one starting it off, making something from scratch and then divvying out the tasks versus being the person who's just receiving the tasks after it's already been planned out. So that can just be really, really exhausting. And sometimes you just feel like, I can't. I don't have anything else. I don't have any other ideas. I have no ideas today. You know what I mean? I can't create today. But it's like, well, too damn bad because you need to. Um, And just the pressure of that. And the last point that I'm going to point out is when your passion becomes your job, then it's not really a passion necessarily anymore I think maybe sometimes you're able to keep that balance and still have it be both and maybe it's just kind of after a while it changes because definitely for me first you know It's really only been kind of the past two years that I felt this way. So first, you know, five, six years of doing this full time. I'm like, this is amazing because it's my passion. It's my hobby. It's what I love to do. And it's my job. So it just doesn't even feel like I'm working. It doesn't even feel like a job because I'm just so passionate about it. This is my main hobby. It just feels like I'm having fun doing my hobby. And I just so happen to get paid for it. How amazing is that? Doesn't even feel like work. Whereas now it's like, "Mm, no, (laughs) it definitely feels like work. Yeah, this is work. (laughs) Ain't no mistaking it. This is work. This is a job. This is a full, not even a nine to five job. This is a 24 seven job. This is a lot of work. And I don't necessarily feel the same passion that I felt in the beginning. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just having fun doing my hobby. No, it feels like work. And, but it was supposed to be my main passion. It was supposed to be my main hobby. So now what is my passion? What is my hobby? What is my source of fun? Especially for me specifically being a lifestyle influencer, even when I'm trying to have fun or have a hobby, That also becomes work because my job is just sharing everything in my life, sharing when I'm doing something fun, even when I'm supposed to be going on vacation, taking a trip, picking up a new hobby, that inevitably turns into, oh, that's an opportunity for content. So let me make some content about this vacation. Let me make some content about this new hobby that I picked up. Let me make some, anytime that I'm supposed to just be having fun, actually, no, just kidding, I'm working. Because I want to make content about it and so now everything is work every everything is work. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it everything is work related there's no escaping it's not coming home from the office to relax it's the whole world is my office. everything in front of me I can look and and look at it through the lens of work and just not having that separation between my work my hobbies my fun like I feel like that's super important to have that balance in your life so that Yes, you go to work. Sometimes you just gotta go to work. You just, you just gotta go to work. I don't care if it's fun. I don't care if it's your passion. I don't care if you're gonna enjoy it every single day. You're not gonna enjoy it every single day, but you have to go to work to support yourself. Cool, but the cool thing is you get to get off work. You get to come home and relax and just do your hobby and have fun and have that balance between like, I work from this time to this time, but I have fun and I relax and I do my hobby from this time to this time. So it balances out. I don't have that. I don't have that at all in my life. All hours are work hours pretty much. Now, lately I've been trying to create more boundaries with that and trying to just basically say, you know what, I'm not gonna film this. We're not vlogging this. Yeah, this could be content, but I'm not gonna make it content. And I have to just be really strict about that. But I feel guilty because I'm like, oh, this could be really good content. Like if I have an opportunity to to make content and, and therefore earn income off of something, I feel like I should do it, but... I'm just having to rewire the way that I think so I can create some boundaries, so I can create some balance, but it's been really, really hard and I still have not at all mastered it. Um, So yeah, that was the last thing that I wrote down. I'm sure there's more things, like as soon as I stop recording, I'm gonna think of like, a million more things that are <laughs> negative about being an influencer, but those are the main ones that I wanted to rant about today. So thank you guys so much for letting me rant and just get all this stuff off of my chest. Um, and I'm just going to wrap it up by saying no matter what, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, maybe I will eventually change it, but, but, I'm, I'm glad that I have had this experience of being an influencer. I would not go back and change it. Um, I think it's worth it. All the negativity, it's still worth it. And I'm still thankful for this opportunity and I'm thankful for you guys. So that's it. I'll catch you guys in my next one. Bye.